0: And welcome to another episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. Dave Morales here from BackstageOL.com and...
1: David Johnson, also BackstageOL.com. And host of the Daily... Backstage
0: Daily. Yes! By the way, sounding great, David. I love the the Daily. Uh, For those that don't know that are listening, the Backstage Daily is our uh, daily podcast. And you find it, obviously, you found us here. You can find it everywhere you find podcasts. And that is the Daily news headlines your entertainment news headlines and might i add david johnson is also in charge of our social media he is killing it on the backstage well twitter account dude you are breaking stories left and right if you haven't already followed us go to backstage well you're you're shaking your head back and forth dude take credit where credit is due you're it's big in, going, no, going crazy dude right. but i want to i want to talk about the story that you broke yesterday That was massive. Oh,
1: you mean uh, Evan Peters? Yes. Yeah. So Evan Peters is going to portray uh, Jeffrey Dahmer in a new Netflix, I I guess you would say serial killer story that's going to be by Ryan Murphy, who is the American Horror Story alum. They're on season, I think, 10 of that at this point. But a lot of people had feelings about it, which it's understandable. I'm just here to eat the popcorn and have fun. It was great. Yeah, you're
0: you're you're the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. David's here to spread the news. <laughs> but the fact that Ryan Murphy is attached to it, you know, he's won awards and he's done these crime type stories before. He just did the one with Darren Chris, uh, the uh, G- G- Versace. No wait, oh, you can tell uh, I don't wear assassination fancy clothes. Of Giovanni Versace. 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 Yep. You could. You know, obviously now you know that I do not buy Versace <laughs> because I, I couldn't remember the guy's name. I just knew Darren Chris from Glee was in it, and when Ricky Martin was in that one too? I think. Yep. He was. Okay. So, and that, that was, that was a huge show. So now he's doing it with Jeffrey Dahmer. That's, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, to see that story. And on whatever side you're on, because I've seen the reactions to our, our tweet that you sent out breaking the news. People were like, really, do we need another story about another mass killer?" But you know what? Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, I want to watch this. It's, it was a fascinating story and I know Ryan Murphy is going to tell it in a very uh, interesting manner.
1: Yes. hundred percent agree. He's, the way he does stories are very like the ratchet story that he did with Sarah Paulson uh, this past year. He does storytelling in a very unique style. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: I think I think the word provocative comes to mind when I think of Ryan Murphy. And cool. Of course, Brian cool. oh, that's Murphy. Word. Yeah, Ryan Murphy, of course, known for Glee. We've got a really excited, uh, exciting episode for you this week. It's Godzilla versus Kong, one of the most anticipated movies had we been on a regular schedule where theaters are open normal life was still around dude people would be flocking to the theaters to see this movie uh i mean to tell you i mean i am so excited and i guess full disclosure i have seen the movie okay i was given access because i did the interviews i was given access to uh, a screener But David, and I'm not trying to rub it in your face and be like, nah. but David has this huge grin on his face. And he was, before we went uh, to record this uh, particular episode of the Backstage Experience podcast, David was like, dude, really? You got to rub it in my face that you've seen it and I haven't seen it. How, how (laughs) exciting, but but I'm jealous because you are going to get to experience it for the first time, you know, like I did. So in that sense of the word, I am jealous of that you're about to see it, but tell me why you are most excited about Godzilla versus Kong.
1: Uh, I, I'm so excited for this movie. I, part of me, part of it's the reason because I grew up watching like big, those big films with my father and my mom. So like, we were like big into those type of like monster movie type things. So like, even like the 1998 Godzilla that a lot of people go, eh, like it's, it still has a, like a place in my heart. Cause I just love those style of movies. So I'm just super excited for this film just because it, it ultimately is, it's like the the showdown that everybody wants to see. It's it's the fight. It's it's all of that, all in one movie, and I just want all of it. And I'm really, especially with the fact that we talked about this off uh, off camera, but that Regal in April is starting to open up some of their theaters. So I'm just patiently waiting till I can get that 4DX, so like my my seat can shake and everything. Because it's a theme park ride. It's Godzilla versus Kong. That's that's what you want it to be.
0: You want it to be explosions. You want it to be the... I mean, it is the ultimate battle of these classic monsters. Godzilla, Kong, all have had their respective movie over the years. And I will point out that this particular episode of this podcast is going to be very interview heavy. In other words, we are going to... We have so many interviews with the cast and crew uh, including Adam Wingard who is the director. That interview is going to run last, by the way, in this particular episode because I did ask him the question do we get a winner is it kong or is it godzilla you will find out his answer at the end he's the last interview we're going to run normally i guess we would run the director early but that is such a huge question i mean you know Honestly, I was like, um, you know, I wonder if there's going to be a winner. And I'm not going to answer it. I'm uh, going to let the director. The other (laughs) thing that you're going to hear a lot of these interviews, I actually asked the cast, are you team Kong or are you team Godzilla? And David, at the end of this episode, I'm going to ask you, who you're rooting for? Is it Gog or is it Godzilla? And I'll tell you who I'm uh, who I'm rooting for. All right, we're gonna start the uh, the interviews, and then David here to set it in a minute is gonna. I want to jump right into the interviews, but after we run the first interview with Isaac Gonzalez, the actress who plays Maya in this particular film, David's gonna set us up with the synopsis of the movie. But I do want to jump into the interview. Is that fair? You want to do that?
1: Let's go. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because I want I want you to hear. I want people to hear. You know the- these particular interviews. We're get excited about it. Then we'll give you some explanations before we get into the rest of the cast. By the way, you're going to hear from Demian Bashir uh, in this particular episode. Alexander Skarsgård. I mean, it's the entire cast and the director of Kong: uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. So, she plays Maya in Godzilla vs. Kong. Let's kick it off. The backstage experience interviews. This is actress Isa Gonzalez.
2: Very, very good, good. Yeah,
0: Uh, first question right off the top, are you a fan, I think I know the answer though, are you a fan of these big monster movies, I mean even going back to like the classics where they look like claymation characters, I love watching these.
2: I love it just it, it, the, the original seeing the progression from the beginning to now it's so cool it really goes to show a how much cinema has changed but the desire of making things out of the box and how uh, as you know I I love stop motion the way that th- these movies have been made it's run the gamut like from stop motion to a bad you know fake suit of a monkey like it's just <laughs> but it just shows the passion for the characters and the belief in this universe and I'm so grateful that I get to be in in the cooler version of it
0: (laughs) yeah no, and when you know it's interesting when you said that I I love what you said where it's where it was everybody's posting this on social though where it started where it's at now right now but you're right because you look at a movie like this that is just bigger than life it's outstanding there's a lot going on so as far as like thrill factor for you Looking around and seeing what's going on, was it like kind of like a, I'm going to pitch myself that this is really happening?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it always, um, it, it, you know, when you're an actor and you get the chance, especially for me being a girl that came from Mexico City that I never thought I could be able to even be in Hollywood, period. And it never ceased to amazing. Like, it's just so Cool, like I remember watching it and, and Legendary, and it was the first movie I saw in a long, long time in the movie theaters. And um, just coming out of it and being like, Wow, I'm part of this film, that's bananas! It's just such a large scale of a film, and I felt so proud to see um, also Damien in there and seeing like a Latino gang just in such an iconic film. I, I, I'm very honored.
0: Thank you for bringing that up. All right, we gotta get fans ready for this. So tell me about your character. Uh, It's funny because I was asking Alexander a couple of minutes ago and I said, so are you the bad guy? And he looked at me and he goes, I'm a guy in the movie. I said, great spoiler free answer, but I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna give you the camera and and set your character up for everybody that's getting ready to watch uh, this Godzilla Kong amazing I'm film. A,
2: I'm a woman in the movie. Um, yeah, I play Maya Simmons, who basically runs uh, Point for Apex. She is an executive at the company and she's also a pilot and she's very smart. And I think a little bit of a know-it-all. And it comes across as, you know, a little bit of a type A condescending type of, of behavior sometimes. But she just comes in with a real clear purpose of why she's here and why is she doing certain things. Um, and she gets on the joyride with Alexander and Rebecca's characters on this journey. And we get to know a little bit more about her throughout the movie and understand why is she there and why is she crucial for it.
0: I love the spoiler free, and I promise that to everybody watching us right now at See We Delivered. We're gonna close with this. I'm asking everybody if you could have one as a pet, who would it be? Godzilla? Okay, oh, Kong. Kong. So come Tell me why.
2: It's so cute. It's so cute. You go so furry little thingies. You go and then just clams you. But it's super big though. It'd be cool. Like, can you imagine he'd like carry you around? Like, oh my God, can you take me for my coffee? And he just picks you up and walks you to your coffee place and then comes you back. It's amazing.
0: Okay, so now you're learning more about Godzilla versus Kong, the movie that is out on HBO Max on March the 31st. This thing, you need to find the biggest screen you can to, to see this film. And I've yes. seen theaters already yes. saying that you could see it on IMAX screens. In fact, you mentioned the Regal Theaters are opening up. They have great IMAX screens, and um, you will be able to see Godzilla vs. Kong. In fact, it, to, the return to theaters is perfect for this particular film because you really should see this in, in, in a theater. All right, so what is Godzilla vs. Kong, and why are we getting this movie in 2021? David Johnson... Tell us why right now on the Backstage Experience podcast.
1: So Godzilla, actually, the 2014 movie kind of starts us out on this journey. Uh, directed by Gareth Evans, who went on, I'm sorry, Gareth Edwards, who went on to do Rogue One, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. But he directed 2014 Godzilla with Brian Cranston. And that one kind of hinted at Godzilla's story, but also at the very end kind of pulled the curtain away. It was like, oh, by the way... This is in the same world as a familiar, really big monkey, but we're not going to talk about that just yet. Then three years later, we get Kong Skull Island, and then it finally that movie connects with the company Monarch, and they mention Godzilla at the end of the movie, but we're not going to get into that. And so by 2019, when Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out, you realize that, oh, Godzilla's fighting all of these monsters that they've mentioned in the past two movies. He's fighting... Ghidorah, he's fighting Rodan, there's Mothra. But at the end of that movie, they tease that there's this monkey that hangs out on this island that people don't really want to mess with. And everybody in the theater is like pointing at each other like, oh my gosh, they're actually going to do it. So fast forward two years, and now we're here at 2021, where Godzilla versus King Kong is actually happening. And I couldn't be more excited. But again, I haven't seen the movie. Dave has.
0: Dude, let me tell you. What, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you accolades again, David. That is the best setup. I could not have done it any better. I, like, I've seen the movie. And I, as you were telling that story, I was getting <laughs> excited. I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. What's coming up next? More of our cast interviews. Dr. Andrews is played by Rebecca Hall. Her adopted daughter is Gia in the movie, played by actress Kaylee Hoddle. Now, Kaylee, uh, her character is uh, deaf. And, and Kaylee is a deaf actress as well, and she's just done an incredible, incredible job. They have such a special relationship that is revealed in this movie, and I actually asked them who they would want as a pet, Kong or Godzilla? And you're going to hear this. This is another question that I asked uh, a lot of the cast, but I, this, is, this is a real funny story that they're going to share with you. Uh, keep in mind the voice of Kaylee is uh, her interpreter that is going to be answering the questions for here. Uh, you can go to our Backstage UL YouTube channel and actually see the video of Kaylee, but you'll hear the interpreter's voice as we uh, as they answer all the questions. All right, Rebecca Hall, Kaylee Hoddle, Godzilla versus Kong. So Rebecca, we're gonna start with you. Uh, tell me about the first day of filming. I mean, what was it like to look around and see this greatness? It looks like huge on the screen. I can't even imagine what it was like to to walk on the set and see that
3: enormous enormous you can't believe it i mean my first day i think was 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 on location i think we were in hawaii and so it was in the jungle it was outside it, it was all you know it was very beautiful but when we got to australia and we started doing the work on the sets, i i kind of was bowled over honestly i mean it's very rare that you walk onto a set you often as an actor you have no idea when they call you to set what you're going to walk into you know you haven't seen any pictures before or anything like that and I, it was like The Hollow Earth was the size of a football pitch and was really extraordinary. Um, It was great. Kaylee,
0: I am so excited for you. This is your very first movie ever. Thank you. I mean, what do your friends and your family think about you being in a movie like this?
4: They're very supportive of me. Um, they've been able to help me and like, they, you know, give me the oohs and the ahs in my family. They've just supported me the entire time and helped me to, and I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be able to get there without them.
0: What was the most, this question for Kaylee and Rebecca, you're going to answer this as well, but Kaylee, uh, tell me what was most exciting for you to be a part of this amazing movie.
4: I think the most exciting thing was, you know, seeing the people's reactions when the movie, um, the trailer came out
0: it's because it's just a huge thing. So Rebecca, uh, again, I'll ask you like, I mean, we, we know the monster movies. We uh, you know, we've watched these for years. These characters have been around for a long time. They have this staying power, but when you found out you were a part of this, what was your first reaction?
3: I think I lo- I giggled. <laughs> <laughs> That's the honest answer. I think, I think my agent called me up and was like, Okay, so you've got an offer. Are you ready for this? It's Godzilla versus Kong. And I just went, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, some people scream, some people cry, you laugh. I love, that's why I love you, Rebecca. I I would expect anything, uh, not anything less. All right, Uh, this question is for both of you and Kaylee, I'm gonna start with you. If you could have one of these as a pet, Either Godzilla or Kong, <laughs> and I already see the laugh on Rebecca's face. If you could have any of these as a pet, who would you choose and why? Kaylee, you're up first.
4: I would definitely choose Kong because if I had Godzilla, I think it would just be a little bit more destructive. Kong and I think I'd be a little bit more scared. I'm used to Kong now by by this time, you know. Godzilla is a little bit more scary. Yeah. All right, Rebecca. And if I had if okay. I have a pick of you know maybe if I, I was able to have a cute little version, a smaller version of Kong, that would be even be better too. All
5: right, yeah, Rebecca, you're
0: Kong. you're gonna close it for us. Kong or Godzilla, who's your pet and why?
5: Kong. Um.
0: Okay, now, Alexander said he would do Godzilla cause so he could shoot things at his neighbors that make him angry with a fire and things like that, so.
3: <laughs> he's got a point, he's got a point, but I think Kong would be, you know, on balance, more cuddly.
0: Wait till you hear what Alexander Skarsgård, his answer is for that. We'll get to that here in a second. Uh, he has the best answer for for who he wants as a pet and why. Millie Bobby Brown returns uh, from her role in the last film. And her character, David, tell tell us a little bit about her character.
1: Her character was the daughter of, oh my goodness, Vera Flaminga, who played uh, the mom in the last movie in Godzilla King of Monsters. And the mom was responsible, she double crossed her family basically, and was responsible for releasing the rest of the Titans. And Vera Flaminga died at the end of the movie, but Millie Bobby Brown Millie Bobby Brown, excuse me, and her, her character and Godzilla had a connection. And I'm assuming we're gonna see more of that in this next film. All That's right, all I know Dave knows. Dude.
0: Ah, well, maybe she will tell you here in this interview that we're about to run right now, and also the question, you know, what was it like to jump back into this role? I mean, this is um uh, one of the most anticipated movies, Godzilla versus Kong, and what was it like to jump back into that role? So, Millie Bobby Brown tells us Godzilla versus Kong.
6: Oh, I'm so excited! I mean, having waited a year for this, or even over a year uh, for this to come out, you know, it's um. I'm definitely ready for everyone to see it. I have to keep my mouth shut and keep secrets from everyone. So I'm not, I'm ready to be able to speak about it finally.
0: Yeah, I'm looking down at my notes. And by the way, anybody watching this right now, this will be spoiler free today. So nothing to worry about. Um, what was it like to jump back into the role of Madison? You know, there were a couple of years in between the films and you jumped back into it. Uh, excellent, by the way, great job. But how, what was it like as an actress to jump back into a role like that?
6: I always found it quite difficult to jump back into something that happened maybe two years ago. And I've experienced that quite a bit, even with Stranger Things, you know, because I started the show when I was 10 and then you don't film again season two until you're 12 and then you don't film season three until you're 14. And then now I'm 17 and I'm filming, you know, so you're you're having to go back and watch your stuff and and kind of immerse yourself back into that character and and really, um. Uh Kind of memorize your body language again and 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 jump back into a character that was once so real to you um, so I with this character felt like I needed to watch King of the Monsters again, read the script over, really. Kind of develop a person because in King of the Monsters she wasn't fully grown. She she hadn't found her voice and who she was and what she what she believed in. Um, so this film I got to actually kind of create her a bit more, which was really nice. But jumping back into her was so exciting.
0: What were the challenges? Um, I didn't ask you that last time we spoke. You know uh, when you, when you see Godzilla, when you see Kong uh you know when you're filming what are the challenges to getting that no secrets on this one but I'm just curious like what are you looking at
6: oh what are we looking at I mean we're looking usually at a tennis ball um or uh, a green x um um, sometimes we look at people I'm sometimes it's like um the camera the camera we have a map box and you put x's on the camera which is cool um but for me I'm looking at Godzilla I'm looking at King Kong that's what I tell myself you know (laughs) it helps a little bit um so I I found myself uh definitely trying to pretend that I wasn't looking at a tennis ball but um yeah but sometimes it really helped what I found was when you played sound effects over like so we got a big speaker on set and we'd play the sound effects of the monsters which helped
0: well, I didn't ask you that last time we spoke, so I definitely wanted to get that in because honestly, your character's face, there's some scenes the true fear is there. So, uh again, kudos to you for for getting that done. Listen, before I leave, I want to congratulate you on the uh critic uh, the kids choice awards. Uh yay! That's certainly uh that that's that just makes you that has to make you feel good.
6: Of course. I mean, just having being recognized for uh, two Of one of my most beloved you know projects that I've ever done um it was so exciting and obviously having it being voted by my people you know the youth um of the world it was incredibly um you know I was incredibly grateful to be recognized for that and um all I can say is thank you and I'm going to continue doing what I love to do and I'm so happy that people had watched both things and felt so loved by them you know and that's all i've ever
0: wanted to do so all right one of the other actors in this particular movie is somebody that we've actually talked with a lot since we've been in pandemic we talked to him a lot anyway even when there's not a pandemic but this is a, actually you know the the term friend of the show somebody we talk to a lot and this is definitely a friend of the show and i'm talking about actor demian bashir i love talking with this guy I mean, he is such a great actor. He truly is one of my favorites. What, what, what are your thoughts on Damian Bashir, David?
1: He, uh, you said it. He's a great actor. I, I've seen him in so many things, like over the years. as a as as a young as a kid growing up, I'm like, I know that guy from this. I know that guy from. He's one of those. He's got one of those faces that you always recognize. That's like, oh, he was in The Nun, or oh, he was in The Heat, or he was like, he's in so many different things that you kind of go. I know who Damien is. And so seeing him so often, especially during the pandemic, like you said, we've seen him three times, I think so far in the pandemic, it's been pretty crazy.
0: Well, it's funny when they bring me into the room and it's all virtual on the Zoom links, and the actor's already there. And then he sees me. Normally we walk in. I'm giving you a little bit backstage behind the scenes of how we do the interviews. But when I go into the room and Damien sees me on his camera on his end, he always smiles and he's like, ah, oh, again. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> let me tell you why this is good. Because you're keeping me working, you know, by doing these interviews. And uh, you're working because you're doing so many projects. And he was really excited to be a part of this cast, Godzilla versus Kong. He is he the bad guy? Huh, I don't mm. know, and I'm not going to say, but we kind mm. of discussed it in this particular interview. Okay, I, you're going, hmm, David, I hear that. All right. Mm. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll let Demi talk it, and uh, no spoilers, but uh, Godzilla versus Kong, the next in our interviews for this uh, amazing film. This is Demi Bashir on the Backstage Experience podcast. <laughs> uh, there has to be a certain adrenaline rush to being in a movie like this. Everybody is excited about this. The whole world is waiting for this, including myself. You're actually in it, my brother. And so is that the adrenaline rush? Tell me about that. You know what? I have to say something that is going to make
7: everybody envious. We go through three different types of rides. You know, three different rushes, and uh, three different exciting mm-hmm. moments. When we read the script, there's, there's such, so much rush in it. And when we shoot the film, there's a double rush to that, and then triple rush when we see the final result. So it's like a, a full, you know, beautiful uh, ride. And it is just an honor to be a part of uh, this type of uh, franchises, you know, because of the beautiful casts that they, that they, they, they've been in the past, you know, as part of this, uh, as part of these films.
0: And uh, I just, you know, I feel that I can, I'm, I'm part of history now. You really are. These characters have stood the test of time. I talked with your director about that. And he, we were talking about, you know, the, the, all the films that have come out and now this one is, and you've got both of these major characters together in, in, in this film. Um, so my, my next question is, who should we be cheering for? No spoilers. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a kung man, you know, all the way. Ever since I was a kid, yeah. So when I ask you the question, and I've asked your entire cast this, and I'm going to ask you this, Damien, uh, if you could have one of them as a pet. Godzilla. Yeah, I I, know. Okay, cool. You should hear the answers I'm getting today. Alexander said Godzilla, because if he gets mad at his neighbor, he could have him shoot fire at him. I'm like, he'll also get arrested. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Alexander has terrible neighbors. My neighbors are great. (laughs) yeah you know what there's there's a deeper issue there maybe with him but who would you choose would you choose Godzilla or Kong for your pet Godzilla because if his nieces at any
7: time of the day I have a lot of wood around here you know what I mean so forget about that I will have Kong as my you know
0: yeah absolutely yeah Kong all the way and everybody's, uh, you know, it's cuddly and stuff. Hey, uh, you've Definitely. done some incredible films, and I've had the opportunity to, uh, opportunity to speak with you about a, a lot of your films that you've done, which has just been a true honor for me. But what Thank makes you. this what makes this different for you? This movie experience? Uh,
7: I, I've never uh, been a part of this genre. You know, I have done science fiction before, but never fantasy in such a way. You know, this is a different level of everything. It was just, you know, I I wanted to do this so uh, badly. And and I also had a great opportunity to do an entirely different character than, you know, from other things that I played before. So it's a win-win situation. It was a whole package.
0: We're talking Godzilla versus Kong on the Backstage Experience podcast. And now we're getting to Alexander Skarsgård. By the way, you have to stick around because we are talking to the director of the film. And he's got uh, some revealing points about the main question is, is there going to be a winner in Godzilla versus Kong in that interview with uh, Adam Wingard? is coming up in just a few. But Alexander Skarsgård, who so we're going to talk to you next, and he plays Dr. Nathan Lind. He is new to this series. Uh, he, he's part of that Skarsgård family. They're all like in showbiz, dude.
1: There's, like five or six of them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. Seriously, uh, they could start a basketball team. Uh, the Scars Guards. What a great team! So, but <laughs> that would but be great. Yeah, no, but it's funny. And I, if he happens to catch this uh, episode, it'll be funny for him to hear this. Doctor Nathan Lynn, is he the bad guy? And I know I said this with Damien, but I know Alexander Scarsguard's is going to kind of hint at this. And you have got to pay attention to his answer about who is a better pet. Is it Kong? Or is it Godzilla? And he's going to tell you why. And I think this is going to influence your answer. Why you probably want who Alexander Skarsgård picks as a pet. We're talking Godzilla versus Kong on the Backstage Experience podcast. How thrilling was it for you to be a part of this amazing film? It's huge on the screen. There's a lot going on. Had to be exciting, but how thrilling was it for you?
5: Well, I, I loved every second of it. I was um I hadn't really done a big event movie or matinee type, like exciting adventure movie since saw uh, Tarzan, which was five years ago now. Um so it was yeah, it was an itch, an itch I had to scratch. Like I was really uh, excited about this and uh, I, I knew Adam Wingard, the filmmaker, um from years back uh and I, he's obviously a very talented filmmaker but also really nice guy so when he called and said like hey do you want to go to hawaii and do this crazy thing with us i was uh i didn't yeah without a doubt i was just like 100 of course i want to do that and it was on uh, almost cathartic in a way to just after uh you know i worked on some more quite intense subject matters on um, more intimate uh character-driven pieces lately so it was so fun to go and just be a kid again
0: yeah and that's why I asked you that um it's funny you mentioned Tarzan because actually that's the last time that I, I talked with you and I remember right after my interview I had to race to LAX and go to to London for something and then I went on from there to Berlin I and I remember every time I've told people ask my craziest travel story it was with you to oh, really? start with and then, I keep that whole thing I, off yeah you were you were my jumping off point I said well I started in LA with Alexander Skarsgård we did Tarzan anyway um, <laughs> No spoilers in this interview, but no. I'm going to just ask the question. Are you the bad guy?
5: Um, I am a guy. That's what I am.
0: And that's what I was kind of hoping you were going to say that because I've seen some interviews that you've done, and and, and you you've danced around some things. And I don't want again don't want to ruin the movie, but for the purposes of comedy today, I asked you that question. All right, another funny question for you: If you could have one of these uh, characters as a pet, who would it be? Would it be Kong or would it be Godzilla?
5: Um, I I, I think having Godzilla would be quite interesting special with the atomic nuclear fire breath uh could be disastrous but it's also quite a nice party trick isn't it if you have a pet who can do that
0: you're listening to the backstage experience podcast with dave morales and dave johnson again i encourage you to catch our backstage daily podcast that david johnson gives you all the entertainment news headlines daily and you can obviously get that anywhere you get your podcast uh apple spotify google Man, iHeart, we're just everywhere, and I love that. On Apple, give yeah. us a five-star rating, and uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your baby mama, tell everybody <laughs> what's going on <laughs> with Backstage or Well in our, in our podcast. So, Alexander Skarsgård, as you just heard his answer, he picked Godzilla, mostly because he said, if I have a neighbor that makes me mad... <laughs> guess who's going to handle my business dude can you imagine (laughs) because we've all had that one neighbor that you're just like whether they leave their garbage can in your yard or they just party all night or or you hear them through the walls or whatever all right we've come to that moment Everybody that is excited, including David Johnson, who I have a feeling is going to be the first at an IMAX theater because theaters are starting to open up. And I encourage you to call management and make sure the cleaning protocols are all in place. Wear a mask for goodness' sake. And yes. and uh, you know, if you're comfortable going to a theater, I encourage you to see this. It will be also available on HBO Max, but this one you got to see on the biggest screen because dude, the the whew, the fight scenes are incredible. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, man. You're David. You're gonna love this one, dude. David's rubbing
1: it in right now. No, I'm
0: I'm just getting you excited. I'm getting everybody excited, you know, that's listening to us right now. So Godzilla vs. Kong in theaters uh, and uh, also on HBO Max on the 31st. Adam Wingard is the director. Adam Wingard, previously, as David told
1: you earlier in this episode, has directed... Tell us, David. Adam Wingard has directed a lot of horror before. He's done the ABCs of Death. He has done uh, VHS. He's not usually one that you would kind of pick out of a lineup of directors to go... I want you to do a $200 million mega blockbuster film. But oftentimes when that's the case, those directors bring some subtleties and some differences that make those big movies feel smaller and ultimately feel like better movies. So I'm really interested in to see how he pulls this off.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, he pulls it off. And and he's going to talk a little bit about this. This is the one question that I had to get in with Adam Wingard, the director. I had to ask... Do we actually get a winner in this movie? No spoilers, so don't worry. You're not going to hear the reveal. But you are going to find out, do we get a winner in Godzilla vs. Kong from the director himself? Adam Wingard on the Backstage Experience Podcast. I mean, how long does something like this take? Your entire cast, by the way, is brilliant. They're just awesome. But they're the one thing that I, that they're all saying is they've never been a part of anything this big, this large scale, and this thrilling ever. And that's a huge compliment to you, my man. So three years in the making. But how do you like? How do you get ready for something like this? Do you go back and watch some of the other versions of these of these stories? What What do you yeah. do as the director
8: to get ready? Well, the first thing I did when I even knew that making this film was a possibility is I sat down and I rewatched uh, all the Godzilla films in chronological order uh, from start to finish. And I did the same thing with all the King Kong movies, um, except for the one with uh, uh, um, in the 80s where they had the heart transplant. I didn't rewatch that one. Sorry. but um, <laughs> um, It's okay. <laughs> so, you know, like that was my experiences. I, I, it was a really rewarding and, and, and helpful one because... Um, You know, like these films have done so many different things over the years and somehow there's like a weird consistency to it. I I don't know how to explain it. It's like there's been so many takes on the character and yet we still feel like it's the same character. The Monsterverse version of Godzilla, for instance, is different than, you know, all the different versions of Godzilla's come before, but we still accept him as Godzilla. It doesn't feel just like a new character at all. There's still the heart of it is always consistent. And so seeing that was interesting, and also seeing the trajectory of these films changing over the years, and the MonsterVerse has done something kind of organically similar to the original Showa series, which you know you start in a very grounded, serious place uh, for the time, and then you progressively get crazier and more psychedelic and wacky and fun um, and more popcorn, and and that's exactly what we're doing. And you know I get to reap the rewards of all the guys that's come before me and I get to make the like the wildest and you know uh, balls out uh, monster fest of them all.
0: <laughs> I mean, you realize that uh, tons of people, including myself, are just so excited that this movie is here. I mean, uh, everybody's talking about this film. When I told friends I was doing these interviews, like, no way. And actually, they all asked me to do something and I love doing this with directors, so I'm gonna do it with you right now. Mm. I'm gonna give you the camera. I'm gonna let you talk to the fans that are watching this right now and I'm gonna let you get them ready to watch Godzilla
8: versus Kong, the floor is yours. Well, listen, you know I know that everybody has uh, a, a, an opinion on who's going to win. Um, but uh, at the very least, whether you agree with what we do or not, you're not going to have to argue with each other ever again because there's a definitive winner, and from now on you can you can win any argument about who's going to win in a fight with Godzilla versus Kong by just pointing at this movie. We go there, we 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 do it for you. So um, I hope you
1: all enjoy it. And you're listening to the Backstage Experience podcast. I am very. Very, 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 and Dave has said it multiple times, but very, and then another 30 varies. I'm so excited for this movie. And the fact that Dave asked me earlier, what team are you on? And I would like everybody to know that I am on Team Godzilla, 1,000%. I love King Kong, don't get me wrong. He's probably a really nice monkey, a really nice ape. However, in the last movie, we it's known that Godzilla can just, start a nuclear war whenever he wants to honestly so at that point i'm gonna be on his i'm gonna look him in the eyes and kind of scoot over to his side and then i'll stand behind him and then like make faces at king kong because i want to be on that side what about you dave I am not
0: going to answer that question. That's a real tricky way for me to to pick who the winner in this particular movie to, to reveal a spoiler. You notice that I was sitting here with a grin. If you could see the video of us talking, David and I, <laughs> I had this huge yeah. grin on my face because I am not going to tell you. Uh, you know um, what? Ha- you just you heard Adam <laughs> Wingard tell us there's going to there is a winner in this movie, and so after you see the movie, David, I expect a text from you. Uh, telling me like, dude, what is what you're going to say? And then we'll bring it up on a future podcast episode, your thoughts and reflection back on where you are. I just want to, I want to reveal so much about this movie, but. uh,
1: I will. As soon as, as soon as I come out of the theater, I'm going to text you so much.
0: (laughs) I'll, I'll just say this. You are not going to be disappointed in the way that this movie was done. It moves very well. The effects are amazing. It is truly the ultimate monster movie. And. Mm-hmm. when the studio when Warner Brothers asked me you know uh, what are your thoughts on this film after they I'd screened it I said dude this is the greatest monster movie it's it's the greatest hits you've got Godzilla versus Kong there's a great storyline a lot of futuristic effects in it uh, some of the plot is a little a little bit on the corny side but hey it wouldn't be a movie like that you know without some of the and and when and it's not discounting anything from this movie because you have to have a story obviously you just can't show Godzilla versus Kong for 90 minutes going at it although they do for a majority of the movie um you will not be disappointed dude so uh
1: there has to be there has to be some yeah there has to be some human element story plot that pulls the movie But uh, the best way I heard it described, especially for monster movies, is that as long as the the human story plot is like a train and just takes you from one port of action or one station of action to the next station of action, then we're good. If it just keeps going on for a while without a station, then people start getting frustrated. But if you can transport people from one point of action to the next, to the next, to the next then we're good.
0: You're going to love it. And I'm so excited for everybody listening to us right now. That's about to see it. Godzilla versus Kong. It is now in your hands out HBO max and theaters on the 31st of March. I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. It's just a total mind escape. And I think that's something that we need right now. Hey, so uh, listen, thanks for listening to us here at the backstage experience podcast. We've enjoyed doing this particular episode. We've got a huge, humongous episode coming up next week. And David, tell them, who or what we're talking about next week.
1: Next week, we are talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which last week was the highest premiere for Disney Plus ever. That's counting The Mandalorian, both seasons. That's counting WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier is the most watched series premiere that they have to date. So we are talking to Wyatt Russell, who's the son of Kurt Russell. We're talking to the writer and the director. We're talking to Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, you do not want to miss out on that, so make sure you're subscribed everywhere you can find podcasts from Spotify all the way down to Stitcher.
0: It's going to be a great episode. I can't wait, man. It's going to be so much fun. All right, Godzilla vs. Kong. Don't forget to see it in theaters HBO Max March 31st. And as always, we thank you so much for listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast.